When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's just dive straight into today's first story. And today's first story asks, am I the asshole for telling my wife her parents are not allowed to ever watch our son again? And it does come with an update. My wife and I have a two-year-old son and have been married for four years. Our anniversary was a month ago when we found a nice secluded cabin on Airbnb and rented it out for a long weekend getaway. My wife asked her parents if they'd be willing to watch our son and they agreed as long as we dropped him off at their house. That worked for us since it was on our way anyway. I was raised Lutheran and my wife was raised Catholic, but neither of us currently go to church and have not had our son baptized. My mother-in-law knows this and hates it. She thinks our son needs to be baptized or he will burn in hell. She's that kind of Catholic. So we go on our trip and we pick our son up and ask how the weekend went. Mother-in-law says everything went fine and that she has saved my son's soul from the devil. I asked her what she meant and she says she had our son baptized that morning at a church. I tried my best to keep my cool so I didn't scream at mother-in-law in front of my son but I pretty much grabbed my son and left. On the car ride home, I was fuming and told my wife as calmly as I could that this would be the last time her parents have our son unsupervised. She tried to downplay what her mum had done, but I told her we need to wait until we get home to talk about it because I'm not fighting in front of my kid. When we got home and had a chance to talk about it, things got heated. I told my wife I no longer trust her parents with our son and that if they did something like this behind our backs, I can't trust them to respect our wishes as parents in the future. I said this was a huge breach of trust and I will forever look at her mum differently. She continued to try and defend her mum saying she was only doing what she thought was best for her grandson. She even downplayed it by saying that it's just a little water and a few words and we don't go to church anyway, so what does it matter? I told her that under no circumstances will I allow her parents to watch our son by themselves again. I said that we can still let them see their grandson, but only if we are present. I also said that if she doesn't see what the big deal is with the situation, that maybe we aren't on the same page as parents and maybe we need to see a counselor. She started crying and said that this isn't the kind of decision I can make on my own and I'm the asshole for trying to tell her what kind of relationship her parents can have with our son. I told her that I no longer have any trust or respect for her parents and that I don't know if there's anything they can do to repair that. I told her I don't care that if it makes me an asshole, but what her parents did was unforgivable in my eyes and they put themselves in the position to lose privileges with our son. She's been trying to convince me to change my mind for the last month, but I'm not budging. To me, this is a hill I'm willing to die on. And someone asked a relevant comment that gave some additional information. Um, And it was along the lines of, has mother-in-law asked about baptism before? And the reply was, she's been asking about it since his birth. Both my wife and I have repeatedly told her that we do not intend on getting him baptized. 
My wife and I have been on the same page on this from when she was pregnant. We wanted to hold off until he was older and let him explore both our religions and let him pick on his own. At least I thought we were on the same page until this happened. And no, absolutely not the asshole. And I think I'd feel exactly the same way as OP in this situation that you can't trust these people anymore because, you know, they'd done this behind your back. They knew exactly what they was doing. Therefore, how can you trust them again in the future? And I think in some ways, OP was kind enough to say, you know, that they're still getting the supervised visits. And for OP's partner to be like backing this up, backing this kind of behavior up is worrying also. But also, and I'm not excusing it, but also could be part of you know, the partner's upbringing, you know, they've always had their boundaries and stuff trampled over and stuff like that. So, you know, this is what they accept now. I'm not saying it's right, but just looking for potential reasons why. And another question that popped into my head whilst this was going on, and I don't know the ins and outs of baptism here, so I'm just throwing out questions, is don't you need some sort of paperwork to say, you know, your legal guardian that you can have this baptism and the parents give permission and all this sort of stuff. And if you do it behind the parents' back, surely the church would have something to say to that, you know, almost forcing someone to be baptized. Not that baby could make a conscious decision anyway, but the parents certainly could. But we'll start off with critical aspects who says not the asshole. These types of baptisms violate church law. And if it actually was done by their priest, you should contact the bishop and file a complaint. Query says, not the arsehole. That was a huge breach of trust. Nothing religious should be done unilaterally either by the parents or in this case, grandparents. I do agree that counseling would be a good avenue for you both to get on the same page. Also, apparently you're an a-hole for telling her that her parents can no longer see your son unsupervised, but they aren't the arsehole for an unauthorized baptism. What? Naran says, not the arsehole, report the priest and slash parish that performed it without your consent to either the diocese or the archdiocese. The Catholic Church forbids baptism without parental permission. The baptism won't be officially recognized as a result and if mother-in-law lied and claimed that she had your permission, it will land her in hot water with the church. To your wife, letting her get away with something because she thought it was best for her grandson leads to a slippery slope. What if your mum decides it is best for your son to live with her during the week and you and your husband only see him on the weekends? Are you going to let her get away with that? It isn't her kid. She doesn't get to decide what's best, only as parents do. Your mum stomped the no baptism boundary. If you let her get away with it, she will stomp other boundaries you set up using the argument. It's what I think is best for grandson. Next boundary could be don't give him too much sugar. That stomp could cost you a lot of money. Young children, when they have cavities, have to be knocked out in order to get them fixed. It's not cheap. My nephew's last dental procedure. He has weak tooth enamel. Cost my sister $3,000 out of pocket. Insurance picked up the rest, but it was a fight to get anesthesia covered. Dental insurance didn't want to cover it. Health insurance thought dental insurance should cover it because it was a dental procedure. And one more from Broad Elderberry who says, This is a tough one. On the one hand, your son is two, so he likely won't remember or understand what happened. This isn't like the post yesterday where the mother-in-law told an eight-year-old that she would burn in hell if she didn't accept Jesus and let herself be baptized. On the other hand, there's nothing saying your mother-in-law won't partake in that kind of behavior when your son is older. On the other hand, how many hands we got? Putting a permanent ban on your mother-in-law is kind of extreme. It would be better to put her in a time out and give her the opportunity to change her behavior. That's your wife's mother. 
you put her in an awkward position by making absolute proclamations like this. I think not the asshole for being upset and not the asshole for not trusting your in-laws, but I think before you make any never ever proclamations, you need to explain to your mother-in-law that what she did wasn't okay and that you're reconsidering how much you trust her with your son. Definitely also hit up the counseling. Your wife needs to understand that this is a 10 out of 10 on the important scale for you. And that kind of trumps it only being a 3 out of 10 on the important scale for her. You also need to understand that it's very harsh to unilaterally ban your partner's parents from things. And to tell your partner that you have no respect for their parents is almost always going to sting. Even if you are in the right. And now we're going to move straight on to that update. First off, I want to thank everyone who sent me supportive messages and advice. I never expected my post to get so much attention. Since many of you requested an update, here we go. Turns out some of you were right. My wife was in on it. I confronted her a couple of days after I posted and directly asked her if she knew that her parents planned this. She broke down and confessed everything to me. Mother-in-law had been pestering her about baptizing our son non-stop and my wife finally caved. My wife has been working from home during COVID while my job requires me to go into the office. My wife and mother-in-law started doing Zoom meetings with mother-in-law's priest to start the baptism process. They lied to the priest and told him that I was okay with baptizing our son, but didn't want to be involved. The priest allowed it and they started doing online baptism classes while I was at work. My wife admitted that she planned it around our anniversary getaway and that mother-in-law had somehow convinced the priest that her and father-in-law would be the only ones in attendance. My wife told me that I wasn't supposed to find out, but mother-in-law couldn't keep her mouth shut for even one day about it. Their intention was to keep this from me permanently. I did contact the church to let them know the truth. I talked with the priest and he was surprisingly helpful. He said he would take the proper step to make sure mother-in-law is no longer welcome in their church and to reach out to the local parish to see what further steps need to be taken. I've yet to hear back from them on that. My wife and mother-in-law are mad that I got her kicked out of the church, but I don't care what they think or feel anymore. These people who I love and trust had betrayed me and I felt a range of emotions I didn't know existed. My wife begged for forgiveness, but the fact that she didn't come clean on her own mistakes makes me feel like she would have kept this from me unless I confronted her. She's willing to do therapy, counseling, whatever it takes. I don't know if I want to put in that work. I feel like there's no coming back from this. I contacted a divorce lawyer and started discussing what a divorce would look like and if there is any way I can add provisions to a divorce agreement that would keep my in-laws from seeing my son unsupervised. He's been very helpful, but I have not given him the go-ahead to actually file for a divorce yet. I feel like I am too angry about the entire thing to think rationally and want to give myself time to fully grasp what a divorce will mean for me and my family. My wife and I aren't talking much. I pretty much go to work, come home to play with my son, go to bed and repeat. I don't know what the future is going to bring, but I do know that without the support and help from people here, I don't think I would have the clarity I do now. I find the ending to this one absolutely insane. You know, there was so many other options that Opie's partner could have went down instead of going behind Opie's back. You know, in the first post, we was told that they made a decision together that they was going to let child decide on their religion when they get older. But surely Opie's partner could have turned around and said, 
you know, I've been I've been thinking over things is that can we discuss this again if possible? Not sneak behind your partner's back. Go to your mum. Have secret online classes. It's just like the nuclear option out of everything, right? How was this ever going to end well? How was they going to keep this from OP forever? It just was never going to happen, was it? especially when you got mother-in-law like that. And again, I'm not defending OP's partner at all, but maybe it is further about manipulation about from mother-in-law. Maybe, you know, she is that much of a toxic person. Well, she clearly is anyway, but she's manipulated this whole situation to benefit her from the start. And again, as I said, I'm not defending OP's partner. She's totally in the wrong, but just trying to get some sense out of it. Now, I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? What would you do if you was OP? How would you feel? How would you act? Would you divorce? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's move on to another. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Story. And our next story comes from Father's Day 22, who asks, am I the asshole for not spending Father's Day with my son? I, 33 male, lost my father at a young age. Ever since then, I'd spend Father's Day at his grave and visit him places that were important to him. My wife has always been supportive of this, but last year that changed. Our son, six now, five then, wanted to attend this Father's Day festival with me. I told him that I already had plans, but he was welcome to join me and learn about his grandfather. Son didn't enjoy the day. He was very bored at the gravesite and I repeatedly had to direct him away from the other graves. The long car rides were also a lot for him. I decided that this type of experience shouldn't be repeated again for him until he's older. Tickets for this year's festival just went on sale and this morning my wife gave me two tickets, an adult and a child for me and my son. I reminded her that I had plans. She got mad and told me that my dad would be disappointed in me for neglecting his grandson. I don't neglect my son. I got really irritated with my wife. I told her that this one day is all I ever asked for and I'm not giving it up. She called me an arsehole and said if I don't take my son to the festival, she will and will tell everyone that she's present because her husband is a deadbeat dad. I think she's out of line. Am I in the wrong? edit initially my plan was to get an unbiased perspective i figured since almost everyone agreed that i was the arsehole it was really important to go to this festival however the flood of vitriol that followed gave me pause there's no such thing as an unbiased perspective everyone has an agenda the caustic comments prove that a polite person asked if i would have wanted to go to such a festival with my dad that hit me because of course i would 
I'd want to do almost anything with my dad, who I miss. Kids love festivals, so of course I would have enjoyed this as a kid. However, my dad never spoiled me, and I'm not going to teach my son that the world revolves around him either. There are plenty of festivals and carnivals we attend throughout the year. That can't be every day. This is dad's day, his only day, and I'm not going to take it from him. I talked to my mum about what happened and she told me that I wouldn't reward son for having a tantrum but am rewarding wife and she's right. On June 19th, I'm going to take my son to my hometown. He'll be spending the morning with my mum while I visit the grave. Then I'll take him to lunch at my dad's favourite restaurant. We'll go swimming nearby, the place that dad used to take me fishing. I'll take him to get ice cream. It'll be a nice day and it will be a day that honours my dad. My wife can go to festivals if she wants but son will not be attending. I know many of you were excited that I decided to take him, but I'm not going to teach my son it's okay to be selfish. I'm going to continue to teach him about dad so dad can live on in spirit. I make my son the focus almost every holiday, but this is dad's day. That's an important lesson for him to learn. Sometimes it's not about us. Sometimes it's about others. And we're going to start straight away with Naked Snake B who says calling your own son selfish by saying that Father's Day is about my dad is the most selfish thing I've ever heard on the sub for a while. RB1327 says everyone sucks here. Your wife was needlessly cruel in calling you a deadbeat dad over the situation. It's not like you're skipping Father's Day festival so you can go to a casino or something frivolous. That being said, the compromise one of you should have to immediately come to is what everyone on this thread has said. Move your memorial event for your own father to his birthday or another day and start celebrating Father's Day, making memories with your son. Penguin says your wife is a major asshole for saying you're a deadbeat dad when you claim you are very much present. You, on the other hand, are a slight asshole. Instead of Father's Day being the day you remember your father, you can instead spend it with your son who really wants to spend time with you on that day. And you can then set aside your dad's birthday as the special day you go and remember him. That way, everyone is happy. The shadow of your says, think of it this way. If your father was alive, would you want to spend Father's Day at a festival with him or at your grandfather's grave? Your father is gone, but your son's father is not. Appreciate what time you have with your son because because you do not know how long you have with him. Opie replied to that saying, this has hit me more than any other comment. Yeah, I would really have liked to have gone to this festival with my dad. It hadn't started yet back then, but if it had, he would have taken me. Thank you for asking this question. It definitely shifted my perspective. And one more from Miyuki M who says you were deprived of far too many Father's Day celebrations with your dad and now you're depriving your son of them too. Your grief is understandable and it sounds like you've established a tradition that brings you some measure of comfort. However, it's time to start focusing on the relationship in front of you rather than the ones in the past. When your son is old enough, perhaps you can reestablish the tradition or as others have suggested, go to the cemetery on your dad's birthday instead. You're the asshole, but gently. Good luck. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? And let's move on to another story. The next story comes from Evening Implement 99, who asks, Am I the asshole for refusing to pay for my stepson's tuition? Some quick background knowledge. My mum died when I was eight years old, and upon her passing, my dad and I discovered she was much wealthier than we thought. She set up an education fund with enough money to put me through college and grad school and attend a private school. I attended a private school, I had a partial scholarship too and then went to college on a full scholarship I worked insanely hard for. I went to grad school on no scholarships, so I dipped into a bit of the education money. 
However, after all that, I still had quite a bit of money left over, so I planned to use it for any kids I had in the future. And now, the present. My biological daughter, Anna, 17 female, has attended a private high school and recently got into a good college on a partial scholarship. She wants to go to a medical school. Between the three of those, if she can get a partial scholarship to the medical school, I'd be able to help her out significantly so she would be in very little debt. I recognize how insanely privileged we are to have this opportunity and both my daughter and I are super happy to have it. I have a stepson, Jake, 18 male, who is going to college this fall. He didn't go to the same high school as Anna because he didn't get in. So he went to the local public school. He's still an excellent athlete and student and that landed him a partial scholarship at his top choice college. Obviously, I was super elated and super proud of both my children. Here's where the issue comes in. My husband and I, who've been married for three years now, came up with a plan for parenting slash financing and all that stuff. We plan to keep most of the money separate when it comes to the kids. Obviously, we'd both contribute to buying them presents and stuff, but we left cars, college, etc. up to the other one. And it worked out pretty well. Both Anna and Jake have cars and they have half paid for. And we matched whatever they saved. I matched for Anna and my husband matched for Jake. So for college, it was obviously decided my husband had Jake's stuff under control and I'll be dealing with Anna's. However, my husband finds it very unfair that Anna will be in no debt and Jake will be in debt since I'm covering Anna's college costs, but not Jake's. My husband says it's unfair that Anna will have an easier life than Jake and call both of us spoiled and entitled children for not sharing the money. My mother-in-law also dropped by yesterday and told me I was being unfair and I should help Jake out and that I clearly loved him less. I explained to both of them that this was the agreement my husband agreed to and he only has a problem because Anna will end up doing better now. Mother-in-law and husband are both giving me and Anna the silent treatment. Am I the arsehole? Edit, Jake's mother is out of the picture. She left years ago and neither Jake nor my husband is in contact with her or knows where she is as far as I'm aware at least. Anna's father died soon after she was born. Look, I don't think you're the arsehole in this situation at all, but as the money, you know, was before this relationship and to think that you're entitled to any of that money, I, I think is just an arseholeish thing to do, especially getting mother-in-law as well. It's obviously being discussed behind your back with all these kind of things, which again, I don't think is the right thing to do. My concern, and which may be a little bit controversial, and it's just from my point of view, you know, I'm not saying it should be done or anything like that. I'm not saying I'm 100% right. I'm just what was in my head at this moment. And my potential worry is that, you know, there's potential to be causing resentment between the two children here or even adult children. But there's that chance of causing resentment because one's getting more than the other. And I know as part of a, an agreement, but this was a parent's agreement. This is not something that the children have agreed to or anything like that so there is the chance that it may cause resentment and that would be my only worry in this situation but absolutely the entitlement bothers me it would wind me up as well if someone came up to me thinking you know they're entitled to money that you know was was pre them anyway <laughs> but ssj says not the arsehole each agree to take care of your own children how is it suddenly unfair your hubby is the arsehole and if granny wants to join in, tell her to crack open her purse and chip in since she's so insulted. Absolutely. Kim Bappy says, not the arsehole. The two of you had an agreement which had no problem until now. What does Jake think about this situation? It sounds like your husband is just unhappy that his biological son isn't doing well as your biological daughter. 
OP replied to that saying, I think Jake wishes he had the money, but he's not blown it out of proportion and is currently asking his grandmother and dad to drop it. He's been very nice to both Anna and I. It's his father who is dragging this out. Coastal says, not the asshole. You only have this opportunity because you lost your mother. Your mother-in-law and husband have a lot of nerve trying to guilt you for this privilege that came at such a steep cost. And one more from Comprehensive who says, not the asshole. Odd, isn't it? How they are fine with keeping finances separate until they have to pony up to prevent your stepson from massive student debt. Husband can dig into his retirement funds if he so wishes or mother-in-law can cash out life insurance or some such. Fair doesn't exist with assets prior to marriage, especially when the decision was made to keep finances separate. Now, I'm gonna turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? How would you deal with it? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending 20 to 30 minutes with me today, getting involved in the stories, your love, support, and time, your love on Twitter, show me the pictures of everything you've been getting up to whilst listening. Absolutely love it. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs. Eat some breakfast, milk and eggs. Brush my teeth up, wash my face. Throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a damn... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.